0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: JSC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the 5 o'clock shadow. And as always on a Thursday, it's the double Header Dream Team Edition, which I always look forward to so much, with Viv Govender from Rand Swiss, and David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. Now, gentlemen, I mean, I can sit from afar and look and say, okay... The currency markets, uh, you know, they're very volatile at this time of year. You know, it's sell in May and go away and there's not a lot of volume going on. Um, But we'll come to the levels in a moment, but I want to read you something that came out at 14 minutes past four on sharenet.co.za. It's a good website, I have to say. It says here, South African President Cyril Ramaphosa denied on Thursday that his government had failed over crippling power cuts, saying already announced interventions would reduce pressure on the grid. Africa's most industrialized economy is experiencing the worst electricity outages on record, meaning many households and businesses are without power for more than ten hours a day, as state power utility, ESCOM, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Viv Governor, over to you because I could hear you
0: seething in the background. Mm-hmm. Viv? Yeah. <laughs> and a, a report came out today apparently talking about 16 stages of load shedding. W- what would 16 be if six gives you 10 hours a day off? What would 16 look like? You know what I mean? So there's going to be hours in the day that they could take away from you. Uh, would you be left with like, like four hours in the day? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, this is a disaster. I mean, we already seeing things like MTN come out and talk about this. We saw Pick and Pay talk about this. We saw, of course, what's happening with Astral around this Uh we saw Sibania talk about it as well. Uh, it, it's causing a real disruption here. And, and here's the thing. I mean, there's places in Africa that operate with, you know, no power most of the time. But they've been used to that. It's that Africa, we just have not had the situation. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And at some point in time, what's going to happen is, like I have been saying, that we're going to see a bifurcation in the country. You know, I'm basically off the grid. Uh, at the moment, so I don't really see the lotion coming because I've spent the money to get out of it. And I think everyone that can afford to and has the ability at, at the moment with the housing arouse it is going to do the same thing. And and every business that makes a profit, it has to do this year. You can't risk your profits just because there's a slightly higher cost of having load shared uh, protection versus basically using the grid. But what's going to happen then is Escombe be left to the people that can't afford to pay. You know what I mean? And we know that's happened in the past with Black like Soweto and whatnot. If the high net with individuals, if the companies that make a profit don't pay any more to the system, uh, you know, it becomes a, a dead duck quite frankly, and you'll never be able to recover.
1: Okay, you made a very, very good point and we'll continue to make it, I think, unless we get uh, uh, too ranty, which I'm very guilty myself of doing. (laughs) David, we are not sleeping on the job, Ramaphosa told a question and answer session with lawmakers. He expressed a preference for South Africa bringing in emergency energy, citing the example of other countries that had brought in power ships. What?
2: Hello? Are we going back to the power ship Yeah. What is that? That's emergency. I mean, it's operation.
0: been an emergency yeah. for ten yeah. years. Car power.
2: Yeah. yeah. Car power. Car power. That's what Zuma wanted to bring in, and it yeah. was rejected. So uh, they generate from uh, you know from from outside the port, and they plug into the grid. Yeah. Um, I don't know technically how they do it. But um, you know, that's, those are emergency and extremely expensive. Someone has to pay for all of this. So I, I think I think he's he's uh, being disingenuous. You know, he's, there is a crisis, and Viv, I, I'm I'm not in quite Viv's position simply because I live in a flat. Yeah. And all I can do is is I've got inverters, and they're very good inverters. The problem is that. We need four hours at least to recharge them after uh, I've used it. You know, so you can't, you can't just uh, if you've got more than ten hours a day or twelve, then they starting, they're going to start just, you know, um, not not being able to be fully charged, and I'm, I will go down. Yeah. I bought an emergency backup just to give me a light if this does happen, yeah. but I mean I would not be able to work. So, so I think that I. Also, Lindsay, what I did, I, I actually walked down uh, to Melrose Arch at lunchtime. It's beautiful day today. It was warm, yeah. and I just went uh, – I just needed some provisions in there. And the saddest thing was during load shedding. Now, Melrose Arch is, Arch is in the very rich suburb of Melrose. Yes. It's Dane. So these are not – it's not a poor area. And there were so many shops there that can't afford – the power. In other words, they can't afford to pay the generator. I went into Postnet. It was dark. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the door was open, but it was, I, I thought it was a post office that closed, but it wasn't. It was just at the head. And there was so even even um, at home, which is a Fashini company, was on very limited light. You know, so you go in there. The shops are dark. And as as Fashini pointed out yesterday in their results it's not only the hours they lose, but they lose other shopping hours as people don't want to come. You know, it doesn't invite you to come in there and browse and go around. So I think, I think, you know, we, we mustn't dismiss the situation that we are in. You know, it's a very serious. And for politicians to brush it aside, I think, is just being unfair and dishonest.
1: I think it's outrageous that the president of the country, yeah. a yeah. successful businessman for whatever reason, I mean, we know that his extreme wealth was, um, uh, in the beginning anyway, yeah. was a little bit easily <laughs> attained, but he's still, a, he's still an astute businessman. But for him to say these things... I don't know who is telling him to say these things. I don't know who he's trying to appease when he says uh, these, these things that I read out earlier. But it's genuinely it's genuinely wrong. And it, it, it's disrespectful mm. to people like you, David, people like you, Viv, who no, are committed to South Africa, proud South Africans, and uh, eventually... Uh, There's certain people that say to me, no, I don't want to leave. I can't leave. Greatest country in the world to live in. Great people. And we'll always get over it because Africa's not for sissies. I would say to these people, if they were 25, 30, 35 years old and they had the means to do so and the passport to do so, they'd be off like a shot. Viv, would, would you not say so?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, unfortunately, once when, when you get above, I was at the theory, like 20 to like, say, uh, with like maybe with 30s, it's all about what you know and what you can do and stuff. Once you get about 40 something, basically, it's the network you've built up, the people that trust you, that, yeah. you know, the, the, how, how involved it, If I had to leave to go to Australia or to go to England or something, I literally would not be able to do so because I, and who would know who I am? You know, and it's, mm. it's the same thing with David as well. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, the message we have are, are what make us go. Uh, but yeah, if I was say, 21 right now, I'd be off if I could uh you know mm-hmm. and i advise people that are younger to do the same thing but you know what I would have hope here i mean i don't know if you have uh, david has seen these 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 the 12b allowances i've been approached yeah. by so many people in the last few weeks here with these 12 the 12b basically gives you 125 percent tax break if you invest in like a in like a like certain you know um Kinds of businesses, and they are doing these huge, like you know, multi, you know, tens of billions, hundreds of billions, almost uh, sized uh, solar power uh, things here, which I think are very interesting. You know, uh, mm. which which can be something I think in the future, you know, is a very attractive thing. Think about it. You make five million a year. You know, the majority of that money is basically being taxed at forty-five percent. So you don't just get your forty-five percent tax back. You get one hundred twenty-five percent off the forty-five percent tax back. So you get over fifty percent, you know, off the money you put in back as a tax. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it's it's a it's a very interesting thing, and I think those things will in the future come to because South Africans, quite frankly, you are right. They are clever, they are innovative, and they do tend to get around it. And you can see that by the success of South Africans everywhere in the world. You know what I mean? You go anywhere in the world, and South Africans are doing very well for themselves because they know what they're doing. But in South Africa, it's, it's it's almost just that the government doesn't help. The government actively, you know, hurts, and that's uh-huh. the problem. But one thing I want to put forward, I, I, I don't know if I talk about that. I, I saw an, uh, an interview, uh, you know, Alec Hogg uh, uh, doing an interview with somebody, and mm-hmm. he mentioned that they, I thought was interesting. He said that the issues in Africa is not ESCOM, it's not Transnet, it's not any of those things. It's actually the police and the NPA. That is what causes everything else. If the police and the NPA functioned, you would not have ESCOM, you would not have Transnet, you would not have any of those issues. The real fundamental, like the, the core, uh, what you call us, the rotten parts of South Africa, is the fact that the police service and the prosecution authority does not function at the moment. And that causes all the other problems that we see at right now.
1: I don't know about that, actually, Viv. David, you can come in on this one. But the police are there to to police. You know, you get robbed and the police come around and you, you, yeah. sign, and, uh, you sign a statement and they go out and take your details and, and try and find the robber, which, of course, they won't because they're so, so woefully understaffed <laughs> yeah. and so overworked. I believe in South Africa it's, this is me and you can shoot me down. I believe that in South Africa it's bottom-up, problems and top-down problems. Bottom-up is there's a vehicle in front of you and a fast food carton gets thrown out the window and that is disrespectful. It's not unlawful, you can't prosecute someone for doing that, but it's, I don't know, it just sums up the lack of love for your country. And from the top-down, the lack of love for your country is a love for yourself because you want to enrich yourself. So it's top-down, bottom-up, and there's a huge problem
2: to be fixed here, David. I think you know Viv's got a point. Mm. Okay, in in terms of policing, because what happens is you get away with it. So if you get away with it, everybody else gets away. With Good it. point. Yeah. So 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 one person goes through a red robot, and you say, oh well, if he goes through, I can as I well. Can do. It. And so you do it, and 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 it just catches on, and there's no enforcement. So what Viv is saying, and I think where he might be correct, is that a transnet. You know, someone gets away with crime and corruption. It's reported, nothing's done. So everybody says, "Well, if they can get away with it, and they're driving uh, a fancy new uh, uh, Bentley SUV, hey, yeah, I can also do that." And so you, and so it goes, and so it escalates. So I think we, you know, you know what? Um, we were having an argument this morning at the firm. And those who are pro-South Africa said, you know, have you seen America? Have you seen how many deaths there are? You know, because they're shooting every now and again at some mall or at some school. I said, hold on a sec. In South Africa, I think there's a murder every 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Somebody loses, I think it's 15 or half an hour, 20 minutes, what it is. 24 hours a day, 365 days. That's who we are and nothing gets addressed. And, and the abuse on women and all the other crimes that take place, there's certainly been a pickup of house breaks now, of, of house invasions as they call now, because you can get away with it. So I think Viv, Viv, you know, does make a very strong point in terms of there is no policing, you know, and if you want your security, you have to hire a security force. That's why we have these tactical units uh, going around the suburbs, you know, in these. Fancy double cabs with, with more ammunition in the back than Russia's got against Ukraine. You know, so yeah, um, but,
1: uh, on the other hand, okay, maybe I've misrepresented what Viv says, but the Bobby on the Beat, if there is such a thing, yeah. the South African equivalent of the Bobby on the Beat does not police ESCOM. I mean, the almost obscene looting of that organization mm-hmm. that has occurred. But yeah, again, that's, but the, 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 the is, Bobby on yeah. the Beat is bottom up. And Viv, yeah, you, you do make yeah. a good point. You've got to instill discipline right from the bottom and from the top.
0: Yeah, but it's not just that. I mean, like Gibbard mentioned, if you go to report something, the chances are you'll be killed and no one will be caught. Yeah. It does happen. I mean, it's, it's, it, we've had these, like, effectively heroes go out and, 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 and do the right thing. And they are killed, you know, sometimes, you know, very, like, you know, uh, brutally. And you, you have no, uh, you know, breaks happening, you know, years later. Uh, and, uh, you know, like what the has said here, you, you go out and you basically look at what ESCOM is happening at the moment. They will catch people literally leaving the the, uh, the, uh, the facilities with stolen goods in the back of a truck and, mm. you know, take them to the police. The police will let them go within two days. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it, that's the issue. Look at even the, the Gupta thing recently. I mean, we didn't file the paperwork properly and the Guptas are not back in South Africa facing trial. You know <laughs> the, the, well, the, yeah, the the issues in South Africa, I think if we had like you know, a belief uh, you know, maybe not the reality, but a belief that if you commit a crime, there's a serious chance to go to prison for it. And, and like I in mean, the U.S., you have these, these uh, you know, people go to prison for a long, long time for what I would think is relatively minor things. You know what I mean? You have multiple years in prison for things in Africa that people would not even think about. And the same thing in, in Europe as well. And th- it's that fear around this. I mean, I remember a, a, a lovely story from Singapore where some guy had gone to a wedding, right? Some minister had gone to a wedding uh, for his friend. And when he had come back, he'd been arrested. And he said, no, I didn't bribe you. He said, yeah, but you got free stuff at the wedding. And that is enough to put you in prison. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because you, were, because you sort of paid for everything you had at that wedding. You know what I mean? And, and that yeah. is the kind of thing that you need to instill yeah. that, that kind of certain, yeah. uh, belief in yeah. uh, justice and law. Okay, yeah.
1: gentlemen, let's talk about the impact this has had on the markets. Okay, I'll come to uh, the there's, markets in uh, a moment.
2: There's, there's a story you, you I don't know if you picked it up, uh, Renzi. Mm-hmm. Uh, which News 24 broke about the American ambassador nice. accusing South Africa of supplying arms to Russia. Yes, you know, I that, heard that on the BBC, that, actually. Yes, yes, um, yes. There's a ship, that ship that docked in Simonstown in December. Exactly. The ambassador says he will stake his life on it, that uh, arms or ammunition was supplied to Russia. So I think that's why the the Rand popped from the 1880s or 90s to almost 1930. It's improved slightly, but we're at 1914. So, of course, that's, we'll look into it. According to Mr. Ramaphosa, we'll look into it, You know, which will never happen <laughs> for a committee, and it will be denied and so on. So, But but why I raise it, whether it's true or not, the ambassador swears, you know, this is a U.S. ambassador. I don't think he would make a statement like that that he couldn't support. But uh, once again, we're now in the limelight trying to, you know, decide who we are. We, we said we're non-aligned, you know, we're a neutral country, but that's not neutral. When you're supplying arms to Russia, it takes on a different dimension. So how do we handle it? <laughs> you know? I don't so, know how you when,
1: handle it, but also I spoke to a very clever person who was up until April aligned with a, a massive fund manager. And he said, I'm looking forward to Durban in August, I think it is, because there's the BRICS conference occurring there. And there are so many countries that now suddenly want to align themselves with the BRICS initiative. And Saudi Arabia is one of them. And um, the Americans are very, very worried about this. Putin won't, of course, arrive. He'll do it uh, via video conference or whatever. He's never going to uh, risk uh, attendance in South Africa in case he gets taken out, in case he gets arrested but there are some geopolitical stories going on behind the scenes that uh, are quite disturbing. And that Russian ship—why is the Russian ship there? Didn't it say, David, that it was bringing in some diplomatic uh, letters or or something like that? That was an No, that was an airplane. That was that land a, plane a that at Varticle Varticle of, for one Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Of the, you know, so S- I mean, you know, they, this is a day of—I mean, this is the era of of spy cameras of. Uh, um, all kinds of instruments that can monitor these things you know but and and, and they're not schmucks the cia are not schmucks or well, the fbi they're not idiots you know you think they're not watching what's happening here and and we've got the uh, uh our, our force our security force and our army <laughs> and Navy duty, for god's sake when, you know they're not playing you know i don't know who they think they're playing and in Fairways Nursery School,
0: I don't know. Anyway, okay. But, but, but what, what I don't get is that if, 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 if forget about the right. morals and the geopolitical, whatever geopolitical from the just pure geopolitical, like who, what is basically going to be best for South Africa? It's not best for South Africa to align with Russia. Russia. Did you see the? Did you see the, the Victory Day parade from Russia? Yes. Okay. We, one tank, one eighty-year-old tank on the entire parade. Okay. So. Well, uh, Being beaten uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> So, look, I mean, the, 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 the Russians, I don't know if they'll lose in, in, in Ukraine or not, because that leak that came out a couple of months ago does indicate that Ukraine is getting worse than we thought, you know, and there's a lot of deaths and stuff happening there. But Ukraine should not be a battle for Russia. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tiny little country, uh, and there's so many larger, more powerful countries behind it that Russia is never going to be able to beat these guys down the line, you know what I mean? So the Russians are obviously a losing uh, player at the moment. Why do we align ourselves with that when basically all the good stuff is coming from the West, all the stuff that we want to have in this country we're not importing anything from russia we don't do much trade with russia all the stuff we need comes from the west and they have the power and they are winning forget about morals it's 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 it's. why do we want to basically make the country suffer for no reason at all it makes well, no I, sense
1: we know why because uh, I, there's, I know there's, why. There's, exactly we both we all three of us excuse yeah. me know yeah. why because the people that make <laughs> the decisions true. True. are um yeah, uh, aligned on the in, in, in in a financial way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gentlemen. Um, this has had a bad effect on the South African economy, but it's also had a bad effect on South African aligned stocks. In other words, uh, companies that do most of their business within the borders of the mm-hmm. republic. I'm going to choose three now, and uh, both of you can choose one. I've got Pick and Pay, I've got Cabitech, and I've got Transaction Capital. Uh, David, yeah. you choose the one that really symbolises the demise of. The South African economy, best please, and I don't wish to that. I be think sadly, sadly,
2: it's transaction capital mm. yeah. because the taxi industry has virtually fallen apart, and what's happening is the taxi owners can no longer finance their taxis. And are having to, uh, a huge number of being repossessed. And remember, transaction capital only deals at the top end of that taxi market, deals with the profitable routes, you know, not those in the country districts. And that. so I think that was an awful result. You know, it just tells, shows you how even an industry like that is, is, is being absolutely beaten up. And of course, uh, we buy cars as well, which was supposed to be their crown jewel has also come under severe pressure. Falling, uh, you know. In fact, they increased their, um, you know, the, their investment in that company. And again, it just shows you how tough conditions are. So I think I think the taxi industry for me was a major shock of just how it's absolutely fallen apart. And uh, it's it's an important part of the economy because it takes probably 80% of the workers, you know, to their uh, to their offices, to their factories, wherever. Because uh,
1: there's no public transport, a functioning public transport in South Africa, Mm. and when there was, it's now been vandalised. Viv, you've got now a choice of Capitec or Pick and Pay (laughs) to give us an example of how South Africa is suffering because of all the things we've spoken about in the last 15
0: minutes. I'd have to choose Capitech because Pick and Pay has its own problems beyond just the issue around South Africa. Because, I mean, uh, I saw a wonderful thing about how basically they had their, uh, you know, their lunch eaten by uh, by ShopRite, which was nothing. Pick and Pay was riding high, you know, a few decades ago. But Capitech, I mean, the impairment's going up by 80%. You know that indicates that people are in real trouble at the moment. I don't know if you guys recall that uh, you know, that that a couple of years ago they had that thing about Capitech, basically the loan quality going out because people are basically borrowing to, you know, maintain uh, consumption, and I think that's coming back to bite people right now.
2: Look, uh, I was looking at that chart. Sorry, go on. Yeah. I was just looking go. at that chart, which looks very, very vulnerable. Uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a chartist in the. In, 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 by any measure, but uh, uh, you can see where you know where the support lines are and where it looks vulnerable. I was looking at it just today. Yeah, sorry, please carry on. I
0: didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, look, I mean, I, I, I do think that you know, if you look at a capitec right now. Uh, it's the, it's the bank that a lot of the poor bank with. And this is a similar mm-hmm. theme that David's talking about. It's 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 the fact that, you know, you hear these numbers. You hear, you know, 14% food inflation. And I think you, you, we could discuss MTN mm-hmm. also talking about 18% across its territories. Of course, it includes other parts of the world as well. But, uh, you know, people aren't getting 14% wage increases. They aren't getting 18% wage increases, you know. Uh, the CPI number doesn't quite correspond to what the actual pain on the ground looks like. And, uh, you know, and I think that is what we are seeing right now is that – you can't have a country like South Africa where there's so many poor people and then you take away what they have. I mean, it's one thing. I mean, you go at France and the guys are complaining about 62 versus 64 years of retirement ages, right? But they are not hungry. Those people are not hungry. In South no. Africa, there are people that are hungry, you know, and you have those numbers that are hungry and you take away more from them. I mean, there's, there's a limit to what you can do. And physically and biologically, you can't eat less than a certain amount. You can't survive less than a certain amount. And we are getting to a point where there are people in this country that are on that limit, and it's, you know that doesn't not board well for South Africa.
1: It really doesn't Uh, and you've mentioned this before Viv, the fact is that as as food inflation keeps on going higher and wages uh, stay stable or actually uh, fall in real terms then the amount of money that you have to spend on food and shelter and electricity etc becomes a bigger percentage of the small amount of income that you have and then you get social unrest. I'm surprised actually uh, Viv, I'll say with you on this one, that there hasn't been more social unrest, at least not reported upon anyway.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, the problem right now is that the, the people are, are, are like so uh, beaten down, quite frankly. And, and what you've got to protest, but I mean, you've seen the stuff happening with versus trucks going between Joburg and Durban and stuff, there's been that kind of stuff happening. You've seen, you know, uh, people have obviously like, you know, that burning of schools and whatnot. But, you know, because Africa is so segregated, that stuff can happen and you can live and not have any impact on your life. You know what I mean? Uh, down the road, something can be happening. And, you know, of course, what happened in Durban a couple of years ago was obviously a bit of an anomaly where everyone was affected, but, you know, generally there is still stuff happening. And we, we basically are just kind of insulated from the, from the effects of that at the moment. Uh, but I think down the line, I mean, coming to next year's election, what does it look like? You know, I mean, I, I don't understand how people are going to be, uh, you know, satisfied to go and vote for the same people they voted for in the past, whichever party that might be, if things are getting this, you know, dire, quite frankly.
1: Well, David, will, mm-hmm. will say to you, as long as 16 million people are receiving benefits and as long as the, yeah. A, the, the ruling was party Justice says that no. the, the DA, uh, they'll say that the DA mm. will never pay you what we pay, mm. then there's no mm. decision to make. You've got three kids, uh, you're, you've, you're mm. living in horrible conditions, you've been failed by the government, but on the other hand, they pay you money, and I know exactly yeah. who I'd vote for, yeah. and um, it's the wrong decision, but it's the right
2: decision for me. That was Justice Malala's point, and very, you know, I, I have to credit him with that because uh, it's, 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 they will go round to the rural areas and use that as a leverage.
1: Exactly. And I
2: think the last thing we need, you know, you can see the ANC at the moment, and uh, I keep saying I, I don't care about politics. What I do care is about the survival of South Africa. Mm. And as long as we've got that party in, in, in control, um we're not going to do it you know you have to have a change it's not some political
1: party that. anymore it is no, um, um, i won't say it's, it's an not. organized crime party but it is a survival yeah. party uh, that just clings on to things that we've just spoken uh, about in other words as uh, serving the poorest of the poor with benefits viv
0: yeah, as to are pointing out, 29, 29 million people depend on those grants, right? Twenty-nine yeah. million, So half the country. Effectively, sixty million people. But here's the thing: those grants are not keeping up with the increases in prices that we are seeing. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, even though the grants are there and they're keeping people like kind of calm at the moment, three hundred fifty rand. I mean, three hundred fifty rand, Lindsay. What can you do with three hundred fifty rand? Yeah. You
1: I, I, I don't know anymore, Viv. It would be very arrogant of me to say, but I can tell you what: you'd have to be a very, very good housekeeping manager to to stretch three hundred and fifty yeah. rand to actually support yourself, yeah. your partner, your, a couple of kids, whatever it is. Yeah. It's a disgrace. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's have a look at the markets yeah. if we can, because we have to go to these these things. The rand was nearly nineteen thirty against the US dollar. Uh, all-time record low earlier on, but now it's recovered manfully, womanly to um, a dollar round of nineteen fifteen. The British pound against the Rand is twenty-four. Let's call it uh, euro Rand is twenty, is nearly twenty-one. <laughs> I mean, I, I tell you, when I came to the Netherlands, it was thirteen. So my income has halved, more than halved in the last um, in yeah. the last few years, six years. Um, euro dollar one oh nine fifteen, which is actually a euro that's fallen 06 percent. Uh, If you look at commodities, gold price 2019 uh, down $11 an ounce. Platinum is up 19 to 11.04, and palladium is down 32 or 2% to 15.75. Let's have a look at some other commodities now. I keep on hearing varying stories about commodities. Anyway, the Brent crude oil price is $75.71, which is down nearly a percent. The West Texas crude is $71.73, which is down 1.1%. Natural gas price is up 2.5%. And what are other ones that South Africa might be interested in? Wheat prices down nearly 2%, steel down nearly 3%, iron ore down two and three quarters. And um, yeah, and so it goes on. So it's not brilliant. Now, this is the big one for me now. People say, uh, yeah, it was nearly 11%. It's currently 10.88% on the close. And I'm talking about the South African 10 year Mm -hmm. bond yield. So many people have told me on this uh, podcasting service. That the south afghan bond market presents such amazing opportunities it was 950 at the time now mm-hmm. let's call it 11. and i'm not saying no. that they're wrong all i'm saying is this is a blow off and you must be in a lot of pain the us 10 year 3.38 percent um s p 500 futures way off their lows they've halved their losses but still down nearly half a percent at 4133 bitcoin is down 3.3 percent to twenty-seven thousand and a, and small change Uh, And that's it. Uh, David, your stocks of the day, up and down, please.
2: The one that surprised me Hmm. was SAPI. They came out with their second quarter numbers, (laughs) which were awful. Terrible (laughs) numbers. (laughs) The debt came down. I know the debt came down quite dramatically, but that has been a trend. But, I mean, uh, there was every complaint they could have made about uh, um, reduced volumes, inflation, operational efficiencies and so on, and how tough everything is there, and the shares went up 5%. So I'm not I'm not a sappy uh, watcher. I do watch it every quarter, but I don't watch it during the So I'm not quite sure what popped that share upwards. But uh, if anything, I thought that would have been down. In fact, they had closed up 6.44%. So I don't know. I don't know the story.
1: <laughs> Nor do I. But that
2: was the one. Yeah, Process Nice and Mondi and all the others went up, of course, with a much weaker end. But, I mean, that's the one that surprised me
1: okay i'll give you viv, mm. i'll give you a chance uh, uh viv if you've got one that says stood
0: out either uh, i, I want to talk about something a little different uh yeah. packwest uh, you know the yes. it, remember power comes out and says basically line in this is the line won't be crossed it's done it's over right yeah and then we saw PacWest run up like a couple i was like a week or so ago went up yeah. quite nicely down to basically today 25 percent 24 percent of the moment and so i
1: don't know what PacWest is it's a it's a regional bank in the united states uh, right
0: Pacific Western Bank, yeah. yeah. So what this means is that the, the banking crisis in the U.S. is back. Uh, yeah. I mean, these guys, I mean, it, 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 there's no end to it at the moment, yeah. it, it seems to be. Uh, and this is a real issue. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's one thing for one or two banks to go down, and then it stops, here and you can say, okay, it's over. But it's not over. Yeah. It, it's, and even when it's, it comes to the situation, we're going to solve this year, and it's solved. It, it, it seems that the Fed has no power to do anything about this at the moment, which is really worrying. Uh, in terms of local markets, uh, 1B, uh, sorry, MTN was an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. you had to look at that. Uh, so I didn't see the doing... trading
1: update, but yeah, South Africa not one. doing
0: well. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah, and also getting get of some of the smaller stuff in West Africa. Like I think some of the, the smaller operations with Af- West Africa, they're getting mm. even though that yeah. it, made, it made quite a nice improvement there. Uh, they've talked about I think quite a high inflation rate in you know in in their like you know products to, uh, uh, across the different, uh, territories of course all the, the countries that they work would have also been impacted negatively by high interest rates and so on but yeah that was an interesting thing that uh, you know like i said every sector load shedding is an issue
1: let me give you my top five and bottom five industrial Reit suddenly comes in with a 14 and a half percent gain it's probably on about three shares or something i don't know but anyway No,
0: that's
2: a good that's a good that's uh Extenum or what was it called i think it's uh-huh. it's, it's a very good operation it's Up fourteen and a half deck. percent, David. I Something's think it was ten, and was it? It's ten prop, yeah, ten okay. prop, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's the uh, that's the number.
1: Uh, Sappi up six point four percent. Process up two and three quarters almost. Naspers up two point six. Mondi uh, on the coattails of Sappi up uh, two and a half percent. And downside. Now, someone can tell me if any of these are ex-dividend, because I'm I'm too lazy to have a look myself. Uh, Spar down 6.1%, Standard <laughs> Bank down 6.1%, Northern yeah. Platinum down 5%, MTN down nearly 5%, and Vodacom down four and a half percent. Again, following yeah. the lead uh, from mm. MTN, David. Any of those ex-div?
2: I I don't think so. Hold no. on, a second. I, I'll check for you. I don't. I I I just uh, assumed that was in line with uh, results and so on. Well, anyway, but uh, um, hmm. I will check for you.
1: <laughs> you don't. Have, well, while you're doing that, um, um, actually, what is
2: it? No, not spa. Not spa. Not standard bank. Not spa. Not standard not bank. Northern. Certainly not MTM. No, because they came far. out
1: with a statement, yeah, okay, all right. In not that case, bad. these are genuine, bona fide <laughs> losses, <laughs> which is, yeah, doesn't yeah. make me feel any better. Um, David, but, give us the closing JSC indices, please, the value traded so, and yeah. also the Wall Street latest.
2: So the oil share was down exactly 1%, 76997, and right across the border, so the resources took, a lot of punishment. And that's odd, you know, with the RAND where it is. Yeah. At uh, over 19, one would have thought that there would have been support. So you can imagine how bad it is. But the resource index down uh, about 2.5%. Uh, then banks took a beating as well. You know, you mentioned Capitech. Bank index down 4.2%. Wow. But broadly across the board, uh, there was a little support for, you know, for industrial simply because, of the weaker end and that supported process and NASPERS and Richemont and all the other, uh, you know, companies that operate offshore. And then property down and property has been going down. I think after the redefined numbers, um, there's been you know, quite a bit of pressure on the property segment as well. And I think it also reflects what they said about, uh, you know, about the industry facing higher costs and, uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they are exposed to businesses. They've got a lot of office space, but still, I think it's when you read that report, it does give you an idea of how tough things are in the property segment at the moment. Uh, value traded, please. Value traded, it's, please um, please. yeah, it's quite a lot. <laughs> Twenty-six, almost twenty-seven billion. Most of it processed Nasper's and Richmond. I think Richmond's results come out tomorrow morning. Right? So okay. we'll see what that has to say. But a lot of the uh, trade in Nasper's process, that's all part of the buybacks and also, I suppose, supported by uh, the weaker end. Okay. And if you want to know what's happening in America, yes, please. the Nasdaq is up. The SP is down about a quarter percent. Okay. Uh, Nasdaq up on this AR stories. You know, yeah. uh, Alphabet uh, go. release bar. Don't, don't <laughs> unleash Viv on us now with the AI story. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm in Rivers Camp. I'm a, as I said, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a junkie at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, of course you are.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Viv, the last word comes from you now. Are you worried or are you optimistic? It's May the 11th, selling May and go away, South Africa, internationally. It just seems to be some tension in the markets in various different geographies. What do you think? happy
0: or sad so africa I- South Africa I'm very pessimistic internationally I'm very optimistic I think that we are probably going to look back at this time as being one of those you know things like you know the late 1990s or something like that there or the like you know the late 2000s when you have basically the emergence of the mobile phone and the internet respectively and I think you know AI like we talked about I mean the stuff that this stuff can do is amazing Lindsay you've got to play with it you have to have to play with it I
2: I'm in rivers
0: camp've got a little
2: book
1: in front of me, it's a moleskin and I scribble with a pencil that I every one and a half days and I'm writing it down and I refuse to do it I want to keep my brain active, I don't need to, I mean I watch enough television and football and other crap in order that, that numbs my brain I don't want AI taking over the small amount of creativity I have left in my human brain so you two are on your own on this one uh, I will be proved wrong, I know that as I always have been, gentlemen, you were fantastic as always, my favourite so, David Shapiro from Saxon Securities, Viv Govender from Rand Swiss, and that was the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors, and do not reflect the policy position